Oh, I can't live if living is without you, friends. This is the I'm in Love with That Song podcast on the Pantheon Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brad Page, and this episode, we're digging into a deep track by Badfinger. In the meantime, some other time. Most people, if they know Badfinger at all, it's from their Beatlesque power pop hits like Baby Blue, No Matter What, Come and Get It, and Day After Day. We covered Day After Day on this show way back in episode number nine. But Badfinger had a heavier side, too. Late in their career, after they had fallen off the pop charts, they released one of their best albums. And we're going to listen to a track from that album, actually a blend of two songs called In the Meantime, Some Other Time. We'll be right back after this. Rock history is littered with artists who suffered bad management, financial disasters, misfortune, and untimely death. But by any measure, the story of Badfinger may be the most tragic. It's the one that breaks my heart the most. With Badfinger, everything that could go wrong did go wrong. And yet, they managed to leave behind some incredible music. The story of Badfinger begins in 1961 with a band called The Ivies. After years of paying their dues, in 1968, they signed to the new record label started by the Beatles, Apple Records. In fact, they were the first act signed to Apple. Pete Ham and Tom Evans on guitars, Ron Griffiths on bass, and Mike Gibbons on drums and all four members shared vocals. The Ivies recorded a couple of singles and an album, but they didn't have much success. In 1969, Paul McCartney agreed to contribute three songs to the film The Magic Christian, starring Ringo Starr. McCartney had written one song for the film already, Come and Get It, and he offered that song to the Ivies. They recorded their version of it, and it was featured in the film, along with two of their original songs. Before the songs were released, the band changed their name to Badfinger. first Badfinger album was issued in January 1970, and it included the three songs from the film, some other new material, and some tracks recycled from that previous Ivy's album. After the release of that record, Ron Griffiths was pushed out of the band. Tom Evans switched to playing bass, and Joey Molland joined on guitars and vocals. This would be the classic Badfinger lineup. In November 1970, they released their next album, No Dice. No Dice is one of my favorite albums. It shows all the strengths of this band. All four members could write and all four members could sing. Pete Ham, in particular, 
was really coming into his own as a songwriter and singer during this period. No matter where you go, But 1970 also saw the band signing on with a new manager, Stan Pauly. This turned out to be a bad move. Pauly got them to sign a series of bad deals that would eventually cost the band everything. But the music kept getting better. In May of 1971, they started work on their next album. And though they had to change producers three times before the album was done, Straight Up was released in December 1971, and it was their biggest success yet. Straight Up is universally considered a classic, and it spawned two big hits, Day After Day, which we talked about on this show before, and Baby Blue. Yes, I got Unfortunately, in a case of one step forward and two steps back, they couldn't capitalize on the success of the album because Apple Records was falling apart. The Beatles had split, everyone was suing everybody else, and the cash dried up. Apple wasn't able to promote the album. The whole situation was just a bummer. But Badfinger was still under contract for one more album for Apple. So they recorded their last Apple album in 1972. They called that album Ass, as in Jackass. But this time, the album was tied up in legal issues at Apple, and it was put on hold. Stan Pauly set them up with a new recording contract at Warner Brothers with a $3 million advance. Pauly told them that they were all going to be millionaires, and it sounded great to them unless you looked at the details. They were committed to do six albums in three years. That meant a new album every six months, a punishing schedule. And they had to pay to produce each of those albums out of that advance money. So after you deducted Pauly's cut as the manager, there was barely anything left for the band. Six months after finishing the Ass album, they went back into the studio to make their first album for Warner Brothers. Simply titled Badfinger, that album was released in February 1974. But right before that album was released, Apple finally issued the Ass Album, essentially putting two new Badfinger albums on sale at the same time, which confused everyone, including the buying public which pretty much ensured that both albums were a commercial disappointment. Still, there were gigs to perform and contracts to fulfill, so after a U.S. tour, the band headed back into the studio again, completely exhausted to work on another album. With no time to prepare new material, 
they barely had any finished songs, just a bunch of fragments and ideas. Thank God for producer Chris Thomas. This would be Thomas's third time working for Badfinger. He had produced the last two albums. He had also worked with the Beatles, Pink Floyd, and Roxy Music. Chris Thomas knew what he was doing. So he sat down with the tired and dejected members of Badfinger and said, the only way to beat this is to make the best album that anyone has ever made in the history of the world. And damned if they didn't come close. Thomas worked with each band member to put the songs together. He asked them for any and every idea they could come up with. Partly inspired by Side 2 of Abbey Road, he took different song ideas and worked out how to combine some of them. And that's how we ended up with the song we're going to listen to today. Drummer Mike Gibbons had an unfinished song called In the Meantime. Guitarist Joey Molland had some fragments for a song he was calling Some Other Time. Producer Chris Thomas took those two ideas and found a way to blend them into one coherent song. It's a masterful work of arranging. Chris Thomas brought in Anne O'Dell to write string arrangements for some of the tracks, including this one. O'Dell created a dramatic crescendo to open the song. to the first part of the song, Mike Gibbons' contribution, In the Meantime. Pete Ham plays some nice lead guitar fills over an insistent piano part that's filled with nervous energy. The vocal in this section is sung by Mike Gibbons. Your eyes stick out in your head, make me believe it. You don't need it, you don't need it, you already know. Let's stop to take a look at the music underneath the vocal here. The drums are doing a typical beat, snare on the two and four. The bass is playing one note on each beat. The piano is playing two notes for every beat, twice as many as the bass. And then there's a guitar hitting one chord every four beats. All of this mathematical playing gives the sense of an unrelenting movement forward, just like time itself, an unstoppable march forward, like the ticking of a clock. On top of that, the strings move in and out, swirling in the currents of time. Then there's a fairly intricate little guitar part before we return to the main section. Listen to the strings here. 
Pete Ham on lead guitar. guitar part returns to lead us to a new, much slower section. Badfinger always had great vocal harmonies. Let's see if we can bring those up in the mix a bit and listen to that again. that arpeggiated guitar part there. There's a nice little guitar part there, but it's buried in the mix. Let's listen to an alternative mix of this track where we can hear that a little clearer. There's so much going on in this track, it's easy for parts like that to get lost. This is one of those songs where every time you listen, you can hear something new. And in the heat of your emotions, There's another variation of that guitar part in the background there. Now the tempo rises and we're introduced to a new section of the song. Listen for what sounds like castanets in the center right. Such a great guitar riff. There's actually two guitars there, one playing a high part and one playing a lower part that's kind of hard to hear. Let's bring both of those to the front. Back to the main section from earlier in the song.
listen to how the strings embellish this section from earlier. You'll hear a slight change in the guitar riff as we transition to the second part of the song. Joey Molland takes over the vocals as we've reached the Some Other Time part of the song. in the mix there, the backing vocals sing Hold On, echoing the lead vocal. Love has a reason for holding on Ooh, I can remember being together and feeling strong But somehow we lost it, drifted apart Really took a piece of my heart I've done it before Pete Ham takes flight again on guitar. Here comes the big finale. I can remember some other time. I can remember some other time. And some backwards guitar. In the Meantime, Some Other Time, by Badfinger. The band released this song along with eight other tracks on an album called Wish You Were Here, not to be confused with the Pink Floyd album of the same name. Badfinger's Wish You Were Here was released in November 1974, and this album is a masterpiece. But the Badfinger bad luck struck again. A large amount of cash that Warner Brothers had provided had gone missing, and Stan Pauly was not responding. So Warner Brothers sued the band's management and then pulled the album out of the stores before it even had a chance to catch on. That just killed the album. That was enough for Pete Ham. He quit the band. He eventually returned, but then Joey Mullen quit. And they tried to make another album, but that wasn't released. By March 1975, all of their paychecks were bouncing and Pete Ham was told that all his money was gone. 
On April 25, 1975, Tom Evans and Pete Ham went out for drinks. When Pete got home, he went out to his garage and hung himself. He was 27. He left a suicide note that read, Stan Pauly is a soulless bastard. The band eventually reformed and released a couple more albums that are pretty good, but just not the same without Pete Ham. There was conflict within the band, and at one point, both Tom Evans and Joey Molland fronted two competing versions of Badfinger. In November 1983, angry and frustrated, Tom Evans took his own life. He hung himself, too, just like Pete Ham. Two great singers, two brilliant songwriters, and two good friends, both crushed by the heartlessness and cruelty of the business part of the music business. Drummer Mike Gibbons went on to do quite a bit of studio work and released four solo albums. He died from a brain aneurysm in 2005. Joey Molland is still out there. I saw him perform a set of Badfinger material a couple years ago. That was a great show. These songs, though, they carry the heavy weight of history. It's hard to imagine a band with more heartbreak and tragedy than Badfinger. But the songs, the songs rise above it all. If you don't have Badfinger's Wish You Were Here album in your collection, go get it now. You will not be disappointed. That's it for this episode of the I'm In Love With That Song podcast. What's your favorite Badfinger song? Visit our Facebook page to post your comments and feedback. Just search for the I'm In Love With That Song podcast and you'll find us there. Or share on our website, lovethatsongpodcast.com. We are part of the Pantheon Network of Podcasts. Check out some of their other shows when you get a chance. Thanks again for listening to this episode on Badfinger. And in the meantime, some other time, we'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.